Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi everyone, I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. It's Roni recap time. I'm so excited, so let's sit back, relax, and don't touch the fucking Morgan letters. I'm going to recap this week's episode of Real Housewives of New York. We're still on the Berkshires, and I love the Berkshires so fucking much. I want to stay here forever. I want to just live here. I want camera people there for years and years and years. I never wanted to stop. I'd like a full reality show. There's a lot of supernatural stuff going on, which we'll get to. Uh, but this episode, it was wonderful. I did have a couple minor complaints, which we'll get to. But I did love it. Now, before we get into the episode, I do want to say that I normally focus on Tinsley's tagline, which is game set, and now I need a match. Well, this week I started to uh, shift my focus a bit, and I started focusing on Luann's tagline. And Luann's is, of course, I plead guilty to being fabulous. <laughs> Look, we've had these taglines for a while now. We're how many weeks in? But for some reason, I just haven't really spent a lot of focus on it, and now I'm focusing on Lou's tagline. And let's be honest, like you also plead guilty to assaulting a police officer. And I don't know if it's just the past few weeks I've been getting more and more upset with Luann. I love my Luann, but at some point it seems like she's not taking responsibility. And I know she's she's been through a lot and she has taken some responsibility. But I don't know, the last few weeks I've been getting really annoyed with Luann. And then when I heard her tagline and I just thought, your tagline should be like, I plead guilty to assaulting a police officer. Like that's what it should be. <laughs> I know you. they're trying to make you brighten it up. I mean, Bravo doesn't want that, but it should be, you know, I plead guilty to assaulting a police. <laughs> Excuse me, my Luann impression is terrible. It's really just the cookie monster. <laughs> anyway, I was focused on that. Still love my Tins. Tins was giving me everything this episode. I really love, I love Tinsley. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, like, the show needs Tinsley. I know she's not as intense as some of the other wives, but that's why I think we need her. We need her to, like, kind of brighten up the screen a bit. Although this week she got into some dark stuff, which we'll, we'll talk about. Anyway, last week, we ended on that Don't Touch the Fucking Morgan Letters with Sonia crying. They're in the Berkshires. She's crying, and everyone's looking around. Bethany sort of, like, looks at the camera, and I thought for a split second, Bethany's like, this is bullshit. Like, you're just acting for the cameras. But... There was a shift in folk in Sonia's eyes. There was definitely like a shift. Did you notice it? Of course, she was blacked out, and everyone's eyes get a little glazed over when they're drunk. But she was like very drunk, and she started to scare me a bit. Did you guys notice on Sonia's Instagram? Do you guys follow her? She started sh- shelling. <laughs> she started selling probiotics, and so now she's just literally posting pictures on a toilet. Okay, <laughs> she's literally just. Posting photos of herself on the toilet, and she's like, buy these probiotics. And it's like, well, we need to take a step back here. What's going on? <laughs> Let me just remind you all that the Housewives franchise started as a look behind the gates of Cota de Casa. That's where we started at Orange County. 
And the whole concept for the show was that we were getting a peek behind the gates of a very wealthy neighborhood in Orange County. And now we've expanded to other cities. And of course, the show has changed. But I would just like to remind us all that that was the origin of the show. And now these wives are literally taking a shit and posting on Instagram to sell a probiotic. Like, we're literally just looking at Sonia in the toilet. She's on a pooper. She's just taking photos of herself. She Let me just also say, she wasn't taking a selfie. I don't know if you saw the last one of her probiotics selling, but she wasn't taking a selfie. So someone else was in the toilet room with her. An intern, a poor intern, had to literally take a photo of Sonia Tremont Morgan on a toilet to sell a probiotic. And we've reached an all-time low here. And I just would like us to look around and recognize where we're at in American history. Because at some point, we're all going to look back on this day and say that was the turning point. When Sonia Tremont Morgan was on a pooper and had someone take a photo of her so that she could shell, uh, or she could sell, <laughs> she could sell a probiotic on Instagram. Real new low here. Okay, just take a look around, mark this day in your calendar. I think it's an important date. Now, I know we've had other housewives selling things on Instagram. Of course, famously, Dolores from the Rouses in New Jersey, she turned a funeral for her dead grandmother into a sponsorship for Formaggio Cheese. I don't know if you remember that. I talked about that on the show extensively, but if you've never seen it, look it up. <laughs> Dolores, <laughs> that's my favorite one. She's like, you know, my grandma just passed, but luckily I have this formaggio cheese to keep me company. <laughs> she turned a literal, a literal eulogy into a cheese sponsorship, and I was here for it. But this feels, I don't know, a little bit worse. Sonia on the shitter feels like a little bit lower to me, but who am I to judge? What do I know? What do I know? I'll do anything for a dollar. <laughs> if you got anything you want me to sell on my Instagram, just holler at, holler at, holler at your boy. Okay, so back to this episode. So Sonia's like really kind of losing it here, and it's definitely misplaced anchor, right? Like she's talking about the Sonia Morgan letters, and it's obviously she's just like reliving her relationship with her ex-husband, and it's totally misplaced. And I was thinking about this last week. My dad, my dad has a famously bad temper. I mean, within the family, he's got like not a great temper, especially when we were younger. And I remember we lived in, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And I remember the house I grew up in, the house like my dad bought or my parents bought. They bought it when they didn't have a lot of money. It was like kind of a, a st- it was a starter house, right? Like it was fine. Nothing wrong with it. We were lucky to have a house, but it had a lot of weird design flaws, if you will. And I remember when I was growing up, my dad would always blame the builder. So like the builder, or I don't know if it was the builder, designer, architect, or maybe just the previous owner. I don't know who it was, but my dad always used to say, fucking Zaremba. <laughs> that was the name. I think it was the name of like the builder. And my dad was like, God damn it, motherfucking Zaremba. Zaremba, Zaremba, Zaremba. Fuck Zaremba. And I remember one time my dad went to like one of those auctions and he bought a car. Like he got a good deal on a car. And he came home and the garage had like these cabinets in the front of the garage. And I remember he got the car home and it wouldn't fit in the garage. And so we're all, my, I have two older brothers and my mom, like we were all in the house and we just hear my dad like in the garage, like motherfucking Zaremba. Fucking Zaremba. And we just hear him just yelling at fucking Zaremba. And then, you know, my mom goes outside and she's like, what's going on? And my dad's like, the fucking car won't fit in the fucking garage because of fucking Zaremba. You know, (laughs) real bad mouth. That's where I get it from, I think. But my dad was like, live it at Zaremba. So then my mom's like, well, why did you buy a car that didn't fit the garage? And then my dad's like, it was, you know, set up off even more. So then my dad takes the car out of the garage because it was halfway in the garage. And then, like the fucking Hulk, he just rips the... (laughs) 
funny now, but it's time troubling. But he ripped the cabinets down off the wall, and they came down, like, just ripped them right off the wall. And then like, we're all just in the house, like, what the fuck is dad doing? Like, he's literally going nuts in the garage. <laughs> he's having, like, a full breakdown in the garage. Like, now looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. he was having a full breakdown in the garage. And we still hear him just ripping down those cabinets, being like, fucking Zaremba! <laughs> so then he rips the cabinets down, you know, like, takes them to the curb, whatever. Let me just say, we needed those cabinets. We could have used them. But So then he pulls the car back in the garage, and it still didn't fit like the garage wouldn't close because the car was too big. And when I tell you, he went even crazier on Zaremba. Zaremba wasn't even there. He was just losing it on Zaremba. Zaremba, fucking Zaremba, Zaremba. He was so mad at Zaremba, and we're all in the house just, like, laughing at him, you know, like... <laughs> And me, my mom wasn't laughing. My mom was like, well, why'd you buy a car that didn't fit in the garage gear? <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> my dad's like, well, Zaremba would have designed this fucking house better. We would have fit in the fucking garage. Fucking Zaremba. I was like, Gary, you bought the car. <laughs> why, why didn't you measure the car? <laughs> anyway, it was totally misplaced anger. It was like, the Zaremba was my dad's Morgan letters. And sometimes things just come out. It's like, I, I don't even think it was... Nothing about the Morgan letters was upsetting to Sonia. It was just all of these memories coming flooding back to her. And we all go through those things. You know, it's a it's a thing. Anyway, they're they finally are trying to they're trying to calm down Sonia. At one point, Ramona was at the table with Tinsley and Babs, and Babs tried to like chip in with something, and Ramona just gave her a timeout. She's like, Time out, Babs. <laughs> Loved it. Live for it. And then Lou, meanwhile, at the end of last week, Lou had went and had a cigarette with Dorinda. Do you know I love a housewife who does cigarette work? And she came back, and she had the biggest fucking smile on her face, Luann. Such a smile. She had a jean jacket draped over her arms, and she was so happy. And somehow, throughout all of this, Sonia just switches. She switches from angry crying to fun. I mean, I've never seen a shift that dramatic. And then Dorinda says, they weren't even letters, they were like replicas. So then, you know, Ramona goes and tells Sonia, no, they were replicas, don't worry about it. And then Sonia's like, you know, you're right, they were fake fucking letters. And then Sonia's ready to have fun. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, Sonia was having a good old time. And then Bethany makes Sonia drink some water, we're trying to calm her down. She seems fine now, she seems like she's going to be okay the rest of the episode. But I don't know how somebody could have, like, such a dramatic breakdown, and then be fine. It was such a shift. And then the naked chef arrives with ravioli. Ramona arrives in a negligee. And I wrote down my notes like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this, is, this is why this is the greatest show on TV. We literally have a naked man serving these women who are blacked out drunk. And Ramona decided to switch into a negligee. She's in a full-blown lingerie. She just arrives, and she's showing it off to a bunch of ladies. There was no straight men in sight. Maybe the camera people? I don't know. But Ramona, that look, there was literally someone nude walking around, and yet Ramona looked the craziest. And then Ramona's kind of showing it off. She sits down, and as she sits down, Sonia asks, where's Coco? And Ramona says, Coco's in the other room with the helpers. First of all, she calls them the helpers, and then... She says, in explanation of that, she says, they help us live a better life. And she's right. Ramona cannot be so nice to the help, but she was very kind here when she said, you know what, they help us live a better life. She's right. But I love how they were just concerned about Coco. Like, they had to put Coco in another room because they were worried Sonia was going to grab onto Coco again. Because remember last week, Sonia almost murdered Coco. We were all on the edge of our seats, and luckily they got Coco out of the room. 
And here's where I had a little bit of a problem. So they're all drunk. Even Dorinda, we're starting to get a little bit of that drunk Dorinda, right? Like I could see her turning. I got so excited, right? Because then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I remember seeing the social media footage that Bethany posted of this night. It was this specific night and how drunk they were. I remember seeing that months and months ago, and I was so excited to see what other shenanigans they got into. Well, guess what? All we saw was Bethany's footage all over again. The camera people left. What the fuck? I'm very upset that the production producers, the camera people, they decided to leave just as they were getting blackout drunk, just as Dorinda was starting to get lit. They decided to leave? Are you fucking kidding me? Now, look, I know there's union rules and people got to go. They got families, whatever. But guess what? Technology exists that we could put a GoPro on the fish or whatever we got to do. Wherever we got to put a fucking GoPro, we can. Okay? And we still get good footage. iPhone footage. All we got was Bethany's iPhone footage. No one else was around with an iPhone. What the fuck? And I felt like they didn't even show all of Bethany's footage. And that was upsetting to me. I wanted all of it. Like, why would you go home then? They looked like they were having so much fun. At least set up a camera. Put up one camera in one of the main rooms. Hide it. Put a nanny cam, whatever you got to do, so that we get more footage from this night. I was livid. I'll tell you what, I was livid that the producers just up and decided to leave, or the camera people decided to leave. Again, I thank them for all their work. They have done so much for us. So thank you. If you're listening, I love you so, so much. But that doesn't mean I can't be angry with you. I'm very angry. Okay. And I'm angry at the women. Bethany was the only one with an iPhone out. Come on. Ramona, you've been doing this over 10 years. Okay, Luann, you were sober. You were fucking sober, Luann. So get out your fucking phone and start filming. Bethany was the only one. Come on. That's disgraceful. I understand Sonia and Dorinda. They were drunk as fucking skunks. I saw the footage. They were wasted. Dorinda and Sonia were like asleep on a pool table. But the rest of them, come on. Ramona, I know she was in a negligee. She probably didn't, didn't have anywhere to put her phone. But Luann, you were sober. Bethany, you should have told Luann, get out your phone. We need this footage. Come on, you've done multiple spinoffs. I sat through Bethany and Frederick, okay? The least you could do is produce some extra content for this show. Oh, wow, I'm glad I got that out. In the footage we did see, it was like Sonia was farting, and like they were all drunk, again, sleep on a pool table, Ramona still in her negligee. <laughs> Bethany said in her confessional, though, she said, you know what? I could tell someone to go fuck themselves, and then we could be dancing five seconds later. She's like, that's what this group is. And I thought, God fucking bless. She's so right about this. This is why New York is head and head and shoulders. That's what it's, I don't know if that's the right term. But this is why they're so much better than the rest. Because these women, they know how to move on. They keep it moving. You know, over on Beverly Hills, let's take a little minute to talk about Beverly Hills. So we are literally halfway through the season of Beverly Hills. And we've gotten almost, we've gotten literally like, I think that whole doggy storyline is interesting. But I need a B plot. Like I need something else going on. And in 10 episodes, we've almost had nothing else going on except for the LVP dog drama. And that's an issue for me. In New York, they just have so many different layers and so many different things going on. Even this, people people think this season is slow, but I think it's multifaceted. I think there's so many different little feuds going on. I love it. But Beverly Hills, it's like we're 10 episodes in. Although I did like, did you guys see this week on Beverly Hills? They got in that Kavanaugh fight at the dinner table. Which I was a little concerned about because I thought, I don't know, real-life politics doesn't always work in these situations, but I thought it was really compelling TV. Camille was, woo, Camille, woo, wow. Uh, Camille was being troublesome to me, but uh, I also 
was focused the entire time on Denise. Did you guys notice Denise during that whole Kavanaugh fight? <laughs> Denise just eating her food. And I could tell in Denise's head, she's like, I'm on first season salary. Like, there's no way I'm getting fucking involved in this fight. Denise is doing minimal work for the amount she's getting. I'm sure she's getting a good paycheck. Let me just say that. There were reports about Denise getting like a humongous paycheck. I'm sure Denise is getting paid fine, but I still think it's a first season salary. Even if it's a lot, it's her first season salary. She knows there's nowhere to go but up. But I think Denise knows, like, she's like, I don't even know how this is going to fucking work out. She's like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and eat my salad or whatever she got. <laughs> she tried to get a tequila. They went, they didn't have it. She's like, never mind. <laughs> tequila Denise just wanted a tequila and eat her dinner and mind her business. But I could tell in her head, she's like, I'm not getting involved in this fight. Like, no way. I'm on first season salary. She's like, all they're getting out of me is I'm going to talk about my husband's dick and <laughs> that's it. Maybe I'll get in a fight with Kim later on on the season, but not yet. Not today, Satan. And we got that little Kim appearance. Not little Kim. We got we got a little Kim appearance. Not little Kim. <laughs> Although I would like Kim Richards and little Kim to do a duet. I don't know how that would work. I'm spitballing here, but I feel like it could happen. I'd like to see them in a movie together. Little Kim was in She's All That. I'm sure we could get a, a vehicle for Kim Richards and little Kim. Let's get them in a buddy cop comedy. I don't know. But anyway, it was nice to see Kim, and I want more of Kim. I always love Kim. Okay, where were we at this uh, this event? So the next morning, everyone wakes up. There was a lot of awkwardness about Sonia and Barbara's sexuality. So it was revealed that Barbara went to sleep early. And I was uncomfortable at the table, and we'll talk more about it in a little bit, but there, there was a lot of Barbara's sexuality stuff that made me feel very sad for her. And very upset at the other ladies, particularly Sonia. So we'll talk about it later. But I know Sonia mentioned it here, and it was it was troubling to me. Then Dorinda and Bethany decide to exercise. I thought, no way. Like, they were so fucking drunk. How are they just able to go on? I don't understand that. Because now when I drink, I have three-day hangovers. Like, especially if I were to drink the way they were drinking last night. I don't know how they do it. Anyway, Bethany got a text from the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at Bethany's loss, but let me just say, Real House of New York has turned into a supernatural series. Like, we are talking about ghosts. There's all sorts of th- ghosts happening, and we got, on Vanderpump Rules, we had a witch show up. Like, this whole network is turning into the sci-fi channel, before our eyes. And on Real House of New York, we have gotten a lot of stuff. You know, Dorinda thought the balloon was a ghost of Richard, and now Bethany thinks that Dennis left her a note in her hotel room. And look, when you're looking for signs, you could find signs anywhere. I'm not saying I don't believe in the supernatural. Sometimes I do. I sometimes do believe it. I don't know where I... I truly don't know where I land on all of it. But I did think it was like... I don't know. She got a note that said, You look spectacular. You're amazing as always. And here's a couple things. First of all, I think like, would that be the note that Dennis leaves her from the beyond? (laughs) Bethany's only explanation for it was, I did look really good yesterday. And it's like, you look good most days. You have hair and makeup all the time. I don't know. And then Dorinda, even when she read the note, she's like, I don't get this. Like, Dorinda didn't get it. Dorinda thought a balloon was her ex-husband. <laughs> Dorinda literally thought a balloon was her husband, Richard. And she still was reading this note, and she's like, I don't know what this means. And then Bethany kind of convinces her about it. She's like, well, you know, Dennis used to say that I look good. I don't know. Dorinda said, this is a lot of effort for him to get to you. And we're literally just watching them walk and talk about a ghost. 
<laughs> they were doing an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk about a ghost. And I loved it. Fully on board. But we're just acting like multiple ghosts are on this show. We have not one, we have multiple ghosts happening on this show. Just fully, you know, a ghost busting show. I said a couple weeks ago, we need Melinda, Melinda, Dorinda's sister, we need her and Dorinda to start ghost busting. Let's get some proton packs on them and let's see ghost busting because there's some supernatural shit going on in this show, both at Dorinda's house and outside. Bethany got this note at a hotel. So let's catch these ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I don't think Bethany is either. Neither, neither is Dorinda. <laughs> they ain't afraid of no ghosts. Do <laughs> you remember that song? Uh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I mean, let's get Luann to cover that song. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just picturing Luann covering the Ghostbusters theme. Oh my goodness. I'm in a good mood today, you guys. I've had a couple, uh, you know, I've been I've been fighting off a little bit of a bad spell, but I've been in a great mood the past day. I've been in a really good mood. So, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Say a prayer that Luann covers the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> we'll see. So then, I mean, more into the supernatural. We cut to Bethany's apartment. She talks to Lainey, her housekeeper. And it's forever sad to me that Bethany is doing all her individual scenes with her wor- her workers, her housekeepers, her assistants. Poor Lainey. At one point, Lainey sighed. Like, as Bethany was looking at old cards that Dennis sent her, Lainey just goes, <sighs> and Bethany responded with, like, you miss Dennis. And I thought, no, Lainey's just fucking tired of having to deal with this shit. She don't want to be on camera. She wants to do her job and get home to her kids. <laughs> Lainey doesn't want to have to be on camera. She's not an actress. Poor Lainey had to be mic'd for this scene where, at a house that she's just supposed to be cleaning. You know, if I was someone who's just somewhere to be cleaning, the last thing I want to do is be mic'd and have to talk to my boss about her, her dead ex. Okay? And I'm ve- again, I'm very sympathetic. I don't mean to sound... That sounded insensitive to me. But I don't think Lainey was interested, you know, in the, all these cards. She just... <sighs> <sighs> Poor Lainey. She's like, I'm just sighing because I'm tired. I want to get out of here. I want to clean the cupboard so I get home to work or get home to my kids. <laughs> and then Bethany, she's looking through all these cards. Lainey's like, I remember that one. Like, why the fuck has Lainey seen all these cards? She's the housekeeper. Why does she see all these cards from Dennis? That was weird to me and very sad. And I just pictured like she probably, like Bethany gets these cards. This. This is sad, actually. I feel like Bethany gets these boyfriends, and she has these men in her life, and she gets cards and flowers, and she doesn't have a whole lot of girlfriends to share it with, so she has to share it with Lainey. She does have a couple. We've seen them on Bethany Ever After. We've seen Jake, her gay friend, and then we've seen that other one. So she does have friends, but I feel like for the most part, she's always, like, telling Lainey about all this stuff, or the assistant. That makes me sad. Makes me sad. Then we cut to Ramona and Coco walking, and it looked like a very cinematic shot. It looked like that last season where Ramona was on the phone on the streets, and she said to Bethany, you don't support other women. So I thought we were getting something like that, but then we did see her go into some place called Glam & Co. She met Lou and Sonia there. She said to Luann, she said, I brought Coco because she only has one year left to live. And <laughs> that's why this is the best show. Ramona's literally just saying an offhanded remark, and it made me laugh out loud made me laugh out loud. It was just one little line. Made me laugh out loud. 
Then Luann reveals to the girl, she says, I'm being an asshole now. She says, because I'm really sensitive. She didn't say asshole, but she said she's being a little rough because she's very sensitive now. And I get that she's going through a tough time. She is. But she's being a a big asshole this whole season. Being a big, big old dick. And then they start talking about that shark room again. And Sonia, it was revealed... There's some flashback footage of her and Babs. Sonia said something about, like, uh, no one's joining you in the shark room. And again, this was Sonia kind of making Barbara uncomfortable about our sexuality. And we don't know, gosh, I don't know how to talk about this. Like, I don't think we know Barbara's sexuality for sure. Like, it was revealed to us that she was bisexual, right, by Sonia. But I don't know. Maybe I missed it. I don't remember Barbara coming out and saying that she was gay or bisexual. Although, if we're led to believe Sonia, and, and I think some of the, one of the other girls might have said something too, that Barbara is bisexual. And so Sonia kind of ribbing her, like, no one's coming in the shark room with you. It was uncomfortable to me. And it brought up, like, a lot of, like, old emotions. Because I think growing up gay and in the closet, I think you push all those feelings down. And you're so afraid to come out because you're thinking everyone's going to hate you or they're going to make fun of you or. There's all a whole slew of reasons why. I mean, I grew up. I remember you hear about, uh, you know, people like Matthew Shepard, and you see these hate crimes in the news. And so, when you grow up in the closet, you think it's a, a you're afraid to come out. And so then, Sonia kind of pushing Barbara about her sexuality in a way that was mean. I thought, I don't know, maybe I don't. I was upset with Sonia about it. And it brought up a lot of shit, you know? Sonia, stop it. Stop. Enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. Anyway, I, Ramona said... So this whole time they're talking about, they talk about Babs, and Luann and Ramona tell Sonia she needs to apologize to Babs. And then they also start talking about Bethany. And Sonia tells Luann that Bethany was, like, saying some shit about her or whatever. And then Luann kind of goes off about Bethany. And Ramona said in her confessional, I can't believe she's being rude to Bethany after Bethany helped her when she was on her drunk flat ass. And <laughs> and then Bethany added, or Ramona in her confessional, she added a wow. Did you catch it? She's like, wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. Wow. <laughs> Love when Ramona says wow. And Luann just doubled down. She kept being meaner and meaner to Bethany. It was weird. We did get more of Sonia and Ramona laughing together at Lou. It was an interesting trio. I like this trio. Ramona, Sonia, and Lou. I like them together. Lou was like the Ursula of this, and then Sonia and Ramona were like Flotsam and Jetsam from Little Mermaid. <laughs> Sonia and Ramona just laugh at Luann, and then Luann is scheming. I like it. Then we see a scene of Ramona and Sonia going to get flowers. That was fine. We did get Sonia telling Ramona that she can't reply all to emails. She said, enough replying all, and that's a lesson to us all. Do not hit reply all. If you get a work email, a group email from friends, never hit reply all. We don't need all. Need, we don't need to see it. I don't need to see that, okay? Keep it to yourself. Only reply all if it's pertinent information to everyone in the group. Good on you for Sonia for pointing that out. Then we get the scene with Tinsley and Luann at lunch. This was a very weird pairing. I was very excited to see what was happening because I don't think we've ever seen those two together just alone. Now, I want to point out something that Luann said. She said, why can't we have hovercrafts? She said she wants a car that hovers. Yeah, sorry it took me so long. I came, you know, uptown and to cross town was a nightmare. I know. The the event self-driving cars, why can't they have cars that hover? 
Wouldn't that be nice? We have some hovercraft. Like working on those. I think we're, we're no, a little we're, off on that, but we're, they're working on it. But I want a car that hovers. Now, a few weeks ago, I had mentioned on the show that her friend Anne and Barbara are time travelers. Now, I truly believe this theory. I think if you look at their fashions, it's clear that Anne and Barbara are from the past. They are. That's a fact of nature. They have some sort of information. And so now, after hearing that Luann wants hoverboards, and she says, we're going to have them soon. I want, I want a car that hovers. So now I'm certain that Anne has a time machine, because I know that Luann's been in it. She's seen the future. And in the scene with Tinsley, she's coming back. And she's telling her, like, look, we need to get these hoverboards and hover cars up and running because the world is much better. So I'm led to believe that Luanne has seen the future. She knows what it could look like. She doesn't know how to design a hoverboard or bring one back. But I'm certain that Luanne's been in Anne's time machine and she's seen the future and the past. And so I just, we all need to keep an eye on this because I'm, you heard it here first, you guys. I'm telling you, there's some sort of time traveling happening. And they're giving us little details, they're giving us little nuggets, and maybe it won't be revealed until next season, a season after that, but sometime down the line, we're going to know that there was a time-traveling element here. Okay, They're giving us little seeds, and we all need to catch up on it, we all need to look and say, holy shit, like, Luann's been in a time machine. And I think it's Anne's, it could be Barbara's, I don't know, Barbara and Anne both have fashions from the early 90s, and I'm not sure how this time machine works. It could, maybe it's a DeLorean, maybe they go to the future, I don't know. But there's some sort of element here that we all need to keep an eye on. So I'm pointing it out to you guys so we can all, you know, look. Definitely Anne and Babs are time travelers, that's all I'm saying. I'm certain of it. So then Tinsley reveals that her dad died from falling down the stairs drinking. And Tinsley here was trying so hard to push out a tear, I mentioned that earlier. And I think that... It's hysterical when a housewife tries to put out a tear. I think that her story was very sad, compelling. I liked hearing this, and I liked seeing the side of Tinsley, but I don't know that a tear wanted to come out. She did finally get one in her confessional in this scene. Like, she was talking to Luann at lunch about her dad. She was trying so hard to get a tear out. And in her confessional, she did get one. And here's why I know she was, like, really pushing a tear out. Because she got one in her confessional, and she didn't wipe it away. And most people, when they cry, if you're really in the moment crying, you don't leave the tear, especially if you're on camera. You would, you would wipe it off. You would get rid of the tear. At least, like, you know, very daintily, you would try to do it so you didn't smudge your makeup. But Tinsley wanted the camera to pick up on that one tear. Did you catch that? She didn't wipe it away. She wanted everyone to see it. Like, I got a tear out. And look, I was proud of her. She cried real tears later on. I was very proud of her. I stood up and gave her a standing ovation. But in this scene, she wasn't crying. She wasn't. And I feel like in that lunch with Lou, she literally had a fork under the table and was stabbing herself. Like, come on, Tins. (laughs) Just giving herself a pep talk in her head. Like, Tinsy, come on. But it was... Here's the thing. This conversation. Tinsley compared alcoholisms to a peanut allergy. And this conversation was very raw and real, and I felt like Tinsley represented an opinion that isn't normally on TV, and I felt that most people would be uncomfortable on a camera, on camera, saying that alcoholism is like a peanut allergy. I feel like most of us would think twice before saying that in front of a camera person, but Tinsley did it, and I applaud that, because it was an insane comparison. And... (laughs) 
But she says how angry she is. She says, I'm angry. And this felt very documentary style to me because I thought everything Tinsley was saying, it was as if a camera wasn't there. And Luann wasn't really taking in any of it because Luann only thinks about herself. So she was literally not thinking of anything that Tinsley was saying. I swear, in Luann's head, she was just you know, thinking about her cabaret show and <laughs> that's it. I don't think Luann was taking in anything Tinsley was saying. You know, she does say they need to go to Al-Anon together. And I would like to see this. Show me it. I would like to see it. I do love my tins, though. And there was a big shift. All of a sudden, Tins is like, I'm going to host a Big Apple Circus. And I was like, we were just talking about your alcoholic father. And now you're like, I'm hosting a circus. <laughs> but I liked it. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I love this show. Then we cut to Bethany's apartment. She's having a dinner party. She's getting ready with an IV. And let me just say, we've seen some IVs on these shows throughout all of the franchises. And I've done them before, and I know they're kind of, they're expensive, but I will tell you, they are so worth it. And I'm actually going to Vegas this weekend. I'm meeting my parents there, but I won't be getting like super drunk. However, the times that I've gone to Vegas and I've gotten super drunk, I'm not good with hangovers anymore. And those hangover IVs are so worth it. Like, I truly believe if you have a hangover, if you get a monster hangover the way that I do, it is so worth it to order one of those IVs. You get like a burst of energy. You feel like you didn't even drink the night before. They're a miracle. And they're only for like special occasions or whatever. I went to a wedding and my friends, they had ordered like the hangover IVs for everyone in the wedding party for the next day. And it was a godsend. And they're pricey, but they're so worth it. If you have a bad hangover, I think it's the only like actual cure is a hangover IV. But again, they're expensive. But Bethany's got all the fucking money she wants or whatever. I don't know why... She was, was she hungover? I don't know. Unclear. Anyway, her ex-boyfriend Russ was there and he was hot as fuck. Give me more Russ. Where's Russ? Like, show me him without his top on. I need more of Russ. He was gorgeous. Good for you, Bethany. He was hot as fuck. And then, you know, Bethany's had all these relationships and she's talking to her hair person. She's like, I dated that guy. And the hair person, like, person was like, oh, he's fine. But she's always talking to people that are like helping her. Like, where was her friend? Why wasn't a friend with her getting their hair done? I don't know. Made me sad. But good on you for fucking Russ. I didn't understand Bethany's outfit here. She was showing off the navel. I do love her house, though. I love the decor. I love the setup of the dinner table. Truly, it does feel homey, clean, modern, but not too modern-y. I love it. Love Bethany's house. And then uh, Ramona walked in. She was, I think, one of the first to arrive. She said she wants vodka and a wine glass with Pellegrino and a straw. I love it. She knows what she wants. She wanted to take the straw home. She wasn't allowed to, but she knows what she wants. And all the food here looked amazing. We got a little food porn. Barbara arrived, and Dorinda just glared at Bullet Babs. She just glared at Babs and was like, ready. She Bar- Dorinda was ready to pounce on Babs. She hates Babs. She does. Luann is an hour and 15 minutes late. And look, Ramona had a hard out. She told everyone she had a hard out. She's got to leave at eight. Surely she had another date or something. And I like that Ramona doesn't care. See, most girls on this show, or most of the women on this show, rather, would stick around for filming. Ramona doesn't care. She's been on the show 100 years. She's not worried about getting that out of the season. If this was Tinsley or, or Kristen Takeman, if you will, one of those gals, they would have been around for filming forever despite having other plans. But Ramona doesn't give a fuck. She's like, I got a hard out. I'm out of here at eight. Whether you film me or not, I don't give a fuck. That's why she works. And meanwhile, Luann, too, an hour and 15 minutes late. You think, Luann, what the fuck was that? Look, the weather's getting warmer. 
you got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Anyway, I thought this dinner party was really fun, but I would have liked if they brought some old people back, like a random person. Obviously, Bethany's not friends with Carol, but like a Heather, she's not friends with Heather either, but like a random old person I felt like would have been fun to throw in the mix at this dinner party. Like, let's get an Alex McCord. Let's get a Kelly Bensimone. Like, it would have been so fun to just have a random old Jill Zarin would have been great here. Let's get an old person because it was like we've been had so many scenes with just this group. I just would have liked an added element, even like a friend of, like someone we've never met before. Where's Anne? Let's get Anne in here. Someone else, maybe Dorinda's realtor, Lori. Let's get her in there. Someone random should have been here. Would have added an extra dynamic, but unfortunately didn't. Then Dorinda makes a toast to Barbara surviving the shark room. So fucking funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> then she says, you've probably woken up to scarier things than the shark. L-O fucking L. But Barbara said in her confessional, she's like, I'm not going to take the bait like the shark did. And here's the thing about Barbara, you guys. Like, Barbara, we need you to take that bait. To be a housewife, to get that apple, we need you to take the bait. Whether you want to or not. Like, Dorinda was kind of giving you that bait. Dorinda was throwing a little bone in front of you. You need to take that bone. The fact that you're just sitting back and letting her do this to you, it's not okay. We need you to speak up. And Sonia, too. When Sonia was doing all this stuff about your sexuality, Barbara, we need you to step the fuck up. Okay? That's what a housewife does. 
Even if you don't know what you're going to say, just say something. That's the housewife rule. That should be in the rule book of housewives. Even if you don't know what to say, just say something. That's all it takes to be a housewife. <laughs> That's the number, number one rule. <laughs> then everyone starts to get drunk. They play Truth or Dare. We get a flashback of them playing games at the dinner table a couple of years ago where Tinsley revealed she had anal sex and that she cried during it. <laughs> you guys hear Ramona was still around. This is one, another gem that Ramona gave us. So Bethany says, let's play Truth or Dare. She says, somebody give me a dare. And Ramona says, dare, do you think you'll fall in love again? Now, this is the exact thing that I would have said in sixth grade. <laughs> I swear I was looking at my past, and Ramona was me in sixth grade. Like, that sounds like I, something I would have accidentally said in sixth grade. It was so funny, though. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. And then Luann dared Bethany to kiss Barbara. And again, this was them playing with Barbara's sexuality in a way that was not okay with me. And Sonia said she was, like, jealous and wanted to puke. Ugh, you guys, I don't like the. I, they're playing with Barbara's sexuality as if it's like some sort of party trick or game or something, and it's not okay. And Barbara needs to stick up and say something, or somebody else needs to, because it's not cool. It's like really gross, and I don't. And Barbara, I get how she was just taking it because it's almost like you revert back with the sexuality stuff. And when they're giving her shit about like the shark room or whatever, Babs needs to stick up and say something. But when it comes to the sexuality, like, I get how Barbara was uncomfortable to say something. Like, I would have been too. I would have went and cried in my room for hours and hours or something, even with those little offhanded remarks. Just not cool, everyone. And then, so we keep playing. Uh, we keep playing this truth or dare. And they dare Dorinda to do... First of all, Dorinda said she, she'll do a dare, but she won't show any body parts, which was great. I would have said the same thing. And truly, I would have watched these women play Truth or Dare for hours. Hours. But Dorinda was dared to call John for phone sex. And her idea of phone sex was, I'm going to, here, I wrote it down. I'm going to send you a big, huge kiss, and I can't wait to be close to you. That was Dorinda's phone sex. <laughs> what? That was her version of phone sex. But, you know, they were all having so much fun, and so was I. Watching this, I was just having so much fucking fun. I felt like I was at a sleepover with my girlfriends. And it was wonderful. Tinsley revealed she'd never had phone sex. And, like, how? How? Like, Scott is literally in another state. Like, how have you not had phone sex? Like, what's happening here? And phone sex, like, it's not ideal. I've had phone sex before. It's not ideal. But if you're dating someone that lives in another state, like, you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta get your rocks off, Tins. Otherwise, I worry. I don't know. I just worry. I worry about Tins and this whole thing. We've got a lot revealed here. Bethany even dared Tinsley to give Scott, 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 she dared Tinsley to give Scott an ultimatum. And Tinsley said, no, Scott would be mad. And this doesn't make any sense. Tinsley leave to get a cigarette. And I said before, this is what we need, cigarette work. Tinsley's really becoming a star before her eyes. She squeaked out a tear and now she's doing cigarette work. What more could we ask for in a housewife? But she goes away and we got a little hot mic moment. Where she says to Luann on the balcony, she said, he'd kill me. She said Scott would kill her if she called him. That's very troubling. But again, I love Tinsley and Luann on the balcony with a cigarette. Then Barbara starts to instigate. Dorinda says, don't be an instigator. And then Dorinda and Babs get into this little thing. And Dorinda says, stop being a busybody. A busy, what the fuck's a busybody? Busy body is what you meant, Dorinda. I get it. We've all been there. We've all said some things, but Dorinda's slurring a little bit. Stop being a busy buddy. 
stop. And then she said, stop being an interloper. <laughs> she said the word interloper a thousand fucking times. And then Dorinda says, go get a hammer, honey. I'll meet you at Home Depot. I didn't like that. I don't like it just because of the other comments. It's like, they're making Barbara feel uncomfortable for who she is. And I don't like it. And I'm not even like a huge Barbara. I don't really even like Barbara. But it feels gross to me. Dorinda had the fingers up. Ugh, I love when she gets those fingers up and she's pointing. You know? It's like when she... <laughs> this is the best. Was I was waiting for her to start just slurring nonsensically. Like, this is the best. I don't care if you're the biggest hair on an act in the world. I'd invite you to my home and I'd say, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Love drunk Dorinda. Love her. So then Tinsley comes back to the table and she starts talking about Scott. And she really needs to get out of this relationship. And here's where she cried real tears. And I don't know if because she was drinking or what. But it's revealed that Scott's very controlling. Which it didn't seem like the time we met him that he would be. But you know what? Controlling men hide who they truly are, I think, a lot of the times. And so she reveals that he's controlling, and I want Tinsley to get out so bad. And ladies, if you're home and you're listening to this and you're with a controlling man, get out. Like, find someone who loves you for you. Don't let them control you. Let them like you for the person that you are. Don't let them try to try to make you someone else or anything. One of the things I like about Dorinda and John is that I feel like John loves Dorinda for who she is, and Dorinda loves John for who he is. And they have a relationship that works for them. But I'm very concerned for Tinsley. I don't want her to be in this relationship with the guy who's trying to control her. I love my Tins. Anyway, then, Sonia cries. (laughs) I don't know, I felt bad for Tins. And then Luann, of course, her advice. Here's what Luann said. I got advice for you. Take the truth and not the dare next time. She says that to Tinsley as Tinsley's crying about her controlling boyfriend. Now, Luann, this is not the time and the place for your little joke. Okay, Luann, I don't know. You're really pissing me off lately, Luann. I love you, but <laughs> I know you're not listening to this program. But this really pissed me off. Luann needs to cool it. She needs to back up and cool it. Anyway, that was the end of the episode. Now, next week, Mario shows up. We get the circus. Ramona physically pushes Dorinda. Know, you guys, Dorinda's really been keeping it together. One of the things I was really upset about at the Berkshires when we lost that footage of them really drunk was that we didn't get drunk Dorinda. We get like little glimpses of her, but for the most part, she's keeping it together, probably because everyone called her an alcoholic last season, but I still miss it a little bit. I still miss it, but she's keeping it together, so I don't know. That's the episode. With that, I will bid you adieu. Before I let you go, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino. Danny, if you want to support this show... And if you want bonus episodes, I'm doing one bonus episode a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click become a patron. And for $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. And more importantly, the money and your support is really just helping to make this podcast. So a thank you to everyone that's over there. What else? I thank you so much for listening. Let's do our little cool down. I don't think I have anything else. There will be a Vanderpump Rules recap on Monday. I believe I am going out of town. So let me just say that in advance. I'm going out of town. So it's possible that the Vanderpump recap could either be late or there's a slight, maybe small possibility that it won't be at all. I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably do it. Um, And then, oh, one more thing. On Friday on Netflix, there's a movie called Someone Great. Just watch it. It's like really fucking good. 
Brittany Snow, I interviewed her. I'll play a little portion of that on one of next week's episodes. But Brittany Snow, who you guys know from Pitch Perfect, she's in that movie with Gina Rodriguez. And it's so fucking good. So watch that on Netflix. I know everyone will love it. It's it's really great. So now, without further ado, let's do our little cool down. So let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now this week, I just want to take one more deep breath in. There's no little assignment. Just take a, another deep breath in. Hold it. And let it out. Just try to relax today. Find some time to just do a couple more of those breathe, breathing exercises. Take a few more deep breaths in. If you're feeling overwhelmed by anything, just take a second, slow down, breathe in, and then breathe out. I love you all so much. Let's, let's play it out with our little Kimberly Locke song, and I love you all, and hope you have the best day and weekend and week and month, and yeah, love you, bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 